maybe more necessary than we think in the future. So yesterday was Constitution Day. Does it even matter? I mean, seriously, whatever you want, legislators, there's nothing holding you. Trump and Biden, two town halls, provide insight and some clips. We'll share those with you coming up. And how do you talk to a liberal? In today's culture, do you dare? That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio. As the Founding Fathers intended, the Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this uh, beautiful Friday afternoon. I think we've had enough rain for a while. For one day, we got enough rain. In one day, we got enough rain. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we hope you have fun with us this afternoon and a wonderful weekend. All right, you can reach us at patriots at theleebrothers.com. Email address, quickest way to get to us, patriots at theleebrothers.com or theleebrothers.com, our website, theleebrothers.com. Click on it, great links to us. Coming up at 5, this is unbelievable. If you want a reason to vote for Trump, his executive order yesterday is it. We're going to share that with you at 5. It's so refreshing. It's so it's so unbelievable that we have a president that would do something like this. That's all coming up at 5. And actually, one NFL player put a real hero on the back of his helmet. The guy that was killed serving our country. That's weird. Is that even acceptable? I thought you could only be uh, for a certain project or a cause if it fit the liberal mind. What if all the NFL players begin to do their own little protest about everything? What if one of them put on the back of their helmet all the babies that were killed in abortion? I wonder if that would work. How quickly would the NFL stop this entire thing if all the NFL players went out and put whatever their pet cause is on the back of their helmet? See, that won't work because if it's not a, a cause for BLM or something else. Well, true. That's what I'm saying. I mean, It's it would, not going to fly. That when then they would shut it all down, which they, oh, they should have they anyway. They would shut it all down, and they should shut it all down because it's all a bunch of BS. You know, watching the two town halls this week, Trump on Tuesday, I think it was, and Biden on Thursday, I begin to think, how can you have a conversation with a liberal? How does it usually go? Um, you make your point, and they scream at you for the <laughs> until you're completely out of hearing distance. It, well, your point is right. You cannot... You cannot have a conversation with a liberal because they get angry and mad and scream at you. I've, I've learned that really the best thing to do is to ask questions. What do you think Biden's going to do? What's the most exciting thing that you can't wait for Biden to implement? What's the one thing you thought Trump did horribly? What's the one, you know, and then you can, you can just listen to them. They don't really know, but it's fun. And then I, as I was watching the town hall, I began to listen to some of the questions that were asked, and I realized we, we can't talk about real issues of our country because we're stuck in the hate for Trump, this paradigm that doesn't allow to have real conversation. Because you see Trump, Trump has make America great again slogan. If that's offensive to anyone, that's not Trump's fault. You have a personal problem that must be addressed if you think make America great again is, a, is, is offensive. Readdress, like in your home address. Get a new address in a foreign land. Here's one of the first questions at the Trump uh, town hall this week. Uh, you've coined the phrase, make America great again. Right. When has America been great for African Americans in the ghetto of America? Are you aware of how tone deaf that comes off to African American community? You know, I don't even know if he understands where the term make America great came from. 
It was after eight years of Obama, and Trump looked around and said, well, look, we can make America great again in the economics and just about everything. And by the way, the idea that someone in America didn't have it perfect in America does not mean that we can't have a great America. Where, where does that premise come from? I mean, wh- why would anyone here make America great again and say, I'm offended by that because it was never great for me? That doesn't mean America hasn't been great or isn't great now. I think Trump's original statement came from economics more than anything else. Trump was convinced that America should be the shining city on the hill and said so. And it is. You know, these folks that say it was never great for us, they never made it great for them. They never went out and pushed themselves and made it great for them. I would also say that this this idea that it was never great for the black man in America is dead wrong. In fact, the only place I think I would ever want to live is America because it does give more opportunity than any country on the planet. Actually, the, 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 the question was followed up after Trump tried to answer it. He asked another one in the same tone. Well, I mean, your statement is, though, make it great again. So historically... Uh, the African-American experience, especially in these out of these ghettos that have been out of red line, uh, historically, these ghettos that have systemically been set up and treated yes. the way that they have been, the conditions of the drugs, the guns and everything else. And that's Trump's fault. I mean, you can, because of the inner cities and the ghettos that are mainly because of the breakdown of the entire black family is not because of government. No. Well, actually, in some ways, you could blame the government for for giving dollars of welfare and getting people stuck in that role. But essentially, if you have children out of wedlock, that's not a, a breakdown of government. That's not because government's white racist. It's because there's a breakdown of the family in the black community. That, you can't blame Trump for drugs in the inner city. He continues. That actually created the symptoms yeah. for what we see uh, that you uh, profess to be just the democratic cities in themselves. Profess. Uh, these things have historically been happening for African Americans in these ghettos, and we have not been seeing uh, a change. Uh, quite frankly, under your administration, under the Obama's administration, under the Bush, under the Clinton, the very same things happen in the very same city. I wonder why. Because it's not about white racism or anything. It's not even about the government. It's about something bigger than a government solution. Because Trump says make America great again, do you think he's excluding the black community? Of course not. He's like, I want to make America great, but not over there. That's that's what happens when you have a city run by a Democrat, white or black, that says, I don't want to make the city great over there. Right. That's what happens regardless of what color the mayors are. It's the black cities. Look at Chicago. That is pathetic. Look, look at all these. Yeah, the issue is bigger than government, you know, right? Yeah. And this guy's saying, Trump, nothing works because it's not about government. It's about self-control. It's also about uh, pulling yourself up. I hate the statement by your bootstraps. I can't stand that. It's too cliched. I hate cliches. Anyway, the guy continues. Some of the cycles continue to continue to ensue, and we need to see. Because uh, you say again, we need to see when 
was that great because that pushes us back to a time in which we cannot identify with such greatness really and i mean you've said everything else about choking and everything else but you have yet to address and acknowledge okay. that there's been a race problem in america uh, what would you like him to say there is a race problem in america. i know well, and there's but there's not that's the well, whole point there's, there is but they're more fueled by his race democrats democrats not necessarily his race i wouldn't i wouldn't say that but they're definitely. I, I, is, would. I don't know. It's, I don't, that, I don't, it's that race. I don't know. That's that's. I I completely disagree. I I think the 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 race the pro, I want you to recognize there's racist problems in America. Would you feel better if Trump came out and says a racist problem? But but there's not. There's a few people, but overall there is justice in the United States of America. That was just some of the questions that kind of drove me crazy as I watch this town hall it was also a disgusting display for the president. When, when somebody interrupts the president or he's trying to say something and the, and they, they get mad at him about it or tell him to be quiet. I don't know if you heard that one uh, here. Let's play a few more. Here's another thing that happened. Another question uh, to Trump in the town hall. Mr. President, I voted for you in 2016. I'm conservative, pro-life and diabetic. I've had to dodge people who don't care about social distancing and wearing face masks. Oh my gosh. I thought you were doing a good job with the pandemic response until about May 1st. Then you took your foot off the gas pedal. Why did you throw vulnerable people like me under the bus? <laughs> it's so stupid. I don't even know what to say about it. That's the stupidest thing. You, we threw you under the bus? So, wait a minute. I guess Unless, he threw me under the bus, too, and I didn't even realize. Uh, you didn't know it, Richard. You're no. diabetic and everything else. It's interesting how a, a serf and a peasant, is how Democrats think of this guy. They think of him as a serf and a peasant. Unwilling to help himself in COVID-19. He must have Trump protect him. Really? Who thinks that way? Let me tell you something. If I was in his position... I would take it upon myself and assume responsibility to protect myself. I wouldn't get on a stage and ask a president in a far-off land, surrounded by a beltway, run by kings and queens to protect me. It's not Trump's job. I found that offensive. All right, coming up, more offensive questions in 60 seconds. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. You know, after seeing the two town halls, I realized... You can't have a conversation with a liberal. They're, they're too mad. They're too angry. This woman in Maine, she was uh, picking up dog poop and put it in mailboxes where people had Trump signs in the yard. She was also defacing Trump signs, writing comments on the sign. <laughs> Who does that? The left does that. A, a, an idiot does that. How would you? Someone who needs mental clarity. She needs to go into asylum somewhere for, I don't know, five or six years to get her head straight. I would like to say that's a one-off, but the left does this all the time. The left is stealing Trump signs. You might find one Trump supporter that does something stupid like this, but it's not the rule. It's the exception. This is the rule of the left. These people do this stuff like crazy everywhere. Like taking a sign for Donald Trump out of a yard somewhere and throwing it away. How many people drive down the street and go, oh, Trump sign. I must vote for him. Nobody. Nobody. Well, it's, it could be the same with the Biden sign. Although there is a sense in which I think there are some people swayed by the natural momentum they see. A lot of Trump signs or whatever it might be. Very few. 
So another uh, question of Trump. Maybe you are. Yeah, I'm swayed by a sign, Richard. Yes, you are. Yeah, it's incredible how I'm just. That's why I have to put like 30 of the right ones in your yard. Because mm-hmm. I don't have a clue. Who are you voting for? I don't know. Uh, there's a uh, sign in my yard. Sign on my what yard? did it say? What did yeah. it say? Oh, Trump. Trump, yeah. Yeah, my neighbors have a Biden sign. Maybe I should vote for Biden because of my neighbors. You should take it out and put a Trump sign in there. Would you yard. go grab a Biden sign out of someone's yard? I would want it, it depend there. Depending on I want whether to know. or not I... I want to know who they are. I would suggest everyone's going to vote for Biden. Please put a sign up. I'd like to know who you are. If I needed a fire starter or something like that, that I could light on fire, those things drip when they burn. There's other things you could use. You don't want to tell me they drip when they burn. No, just put gas on them. So here's another question. This one's frustrating because I'm so sick of this health care question, as if we have now given up our health care in every form to the president. We now have questions, regardless of Constitution Day yesterday, which says gives no power to the federal government to run health insurance. It gives zero power. That was yesterday. You see, Constitution Day, you think, would have some impact on people. But forget that. Now we have to have the president, as a king, control my health care, which means whoever's there can actually control my health care, good or bad. That's scary. No one seems to start with that premise. That's why we get questions like this. And should pre-existing conditions, which Obamacare brought into, uh, brought to fruition, be removed? No. Without, please stop and let me finish my question, sir. That's so stupid. He says one word. No. Please stop and let me finish my question. Uh, he did actually. He did stop. He just said no. And you're the one who looks stupid. And that, did you believe that? I mean, he didn't interrupt you. He just said no. No. Without, please stop and let me finish my question, sir. No. Should that be removed oh, no. within a 36 to 72 hour period without my medication, I will be dead. And I want to know what it is that you're going to do to assure oh that people like me who work hard, we do everything we're supposed to do, can stay insured. It's not my fault that I was born with this disease. It's not my fault that I'm a black woman and in the medical community I'm minimized oh, and not, not taken true. seriously. Oh, stop it. BS. You know what you are going to do about that. You're full of it. How's that? You're full of it. Can you imagine someone coming up to the president of the United States and saying, what are you going to do about it? I wonder what Madison, when he penned the Constitution, and the other founding fathers thought if a citizen somewhere in the colonies would come up to the President of Washington and say, what are you going to do about my health care? I bet they'd all look around at each other and go, it's not our responsibility. I mean, the last we looked, if the president had control over health care, that's kind of a dictatorship. That's kind of like a monarchy. Do we really want that? Of course we do. Because, see, now we can demigod. Obama gave me something. Obama took from people who had money, and then he instituted Obamacare and gave me something, and you, evil Republican, want to take it away. See what we built in our country? This is shameful. The idea that what are you going to do about it? I, I'm appalled by that, and I think most people should be. Now, this pre-existing conversation is ridiculous in its, in its face anyway. But My house catches fire. I have no insurance, but somehow the government can make the insurer cover my house after it's on fire. That makes no sense. But the point is, every politician, nobody wants to take away pre-existing conditions. It's a lie. Quit worrying about it. Don't worry, this federal government will enforce every insurer to give you insurance for something you have already. 
So it's it's a stupid point. I think I would have sent somebody up the street to the pharmacy and said, if I have a patient that will die without this medicine, is that true? Is this a life-saving medicine, or is my patient full of it? And I bet that whoever you send to the pharmacy will come back and say, patient's full of it. Right. If she's got 36 hours to live, the last place she's, she's going to be at hollering at some politician somewhere. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, she's been told. Imagine being told your whole life that the government at the federal level is responsible for everything in your life. If you're told that, then forget the Constitution. Constitution Day yesterday is irrelevant. There is no Constitution if we got to beg our president to give us health care. It's absurd. Here's another absurd question for Biden. I mean, for a Trump at his town hall. Hello, hi. My question is, um, if you believe it's the president's responsibility to protect America, why would you downplay a pandemic that is known to disproportionately harm low-income families and minority communities? Yeah. Well, I didn't downplay it. I. It's hilarious. See, here's what the premise is. The premise of this question is so absurd. I would have a hard time being Trump. I'd say, so you think I downplay this because it impacts people of color much harder than anyone else. That's what she said. You knew this impacted people disproportionately. Which, by the way, why is that? Is it because it's a racist virus or because we're racist people? Well, because they'll get more attention. Yeah, the race player right. will get more attention if, he think, if the people think, hey, you know, this attacks people of color more than the white folk. It, white, I don't believe that. Whites anyway. of color, by the way. Well, because here was, the, the, the town hall couldn't be complete without the, the, the mask Nazis. The mask Nazi attacked Trump in the town hall. The wearing of masks has proven to lessen the spread of COVID. I love that statement. The mask has proven not to spread the, you know what, there's so much mixed on that. It, it, what if it did? What if the mask Stopped all spreading of everything. Are we going to be a mask the rest of our lives? Is that what we want? Exactly. What? We may be anyway. Uh, we may be anyway. I mean, is that the is that now the the parameter? If the mask stops the spread of anything, so we wear masks the whole time. Is that is that really where we start? What are we going to do? Force China to provide us with all masks the rest of our days? I wouldn't. I the wouldn't wearing, take them. Right. Exactly. Anyway, she she starts again. The wearing of masks has proven to. Lessen the spread of COVID. Um, why don't you support a mandate for national mask wearing? And why don't you wear a mask more often? Here's the premise again. I'm a stupid surfing peasant. If you don't wear a mask all the time, then I'm not going to. And why don't you mandate to everybody? Because if you don't mandate to everybody, I'm not going to know to wear one. We're not stupid. If you're worried about COVID-19, wear a mask. If you can convince people around you to wear one, wear a mask. If you're that concerned, don't go outside. But again, you're begging the president to tell the American people, mandate, wear a mask. One thing is he can't do that. But don't get confused with what the president can do because you're Democrats. This is an ABC town hall. In 60 seconds, more of the LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com.
Your EBT card allows you to feed your family when times are tough. Now put your EBT card to better use. Better use. Those kids will be just fine. Announcing the Get Out of Jail EBT card. New from American Distress. Posting bail the old-fashioned way can be so tedious. Say what? It's a pain in the booty. Oh, right, right. But now you can post bail with your plastic EBT card and be on your way in no time before they find out about those other warrants. And you can earn bonus points back with our frequent bailers program. Ask your probation officer for details. Post bail. Buy baloney. Get two-for-one drinks during happy hours. Discounts on concerts. Doctor visits. Buy music online. Gasoline discounts. And even important things like lottery tickets. This ain't your mama's EBT card. Or maybe it is. It doesn't really matter. What's in your wallet? Hey, that's my EBT card. Oh, sorry. EBT. Not just for food and Benjamin Franklin walked out of the convention in Philadelphia in 1787. And again last week. <laughs> and a lady walked up to him and said, what are you giving us, sir? And he simply said, a republic if you can keep it. That was September 17th, 1787. That was essentially yesterday. And we celebrated Constitution Day. But what really is it? This Constitution Day. How strange. How strange that we would honor something that restricts the government and allows more freedom for you. When that's not what we do here in this country anymore. Everything is about what the federal government should do. When was the last time you heard a conversation about what the federal government shouldn't do or be restricted from? On this post-Constitution Day, which was yesterday, why don't you go review Article 1, Section 8? That is where the Founding Fathers said, here are the things the federal government can do, and everything else is left to the states and you. What if we actually believe this Constitution and, and actually made it the law of the land we're supposed to? I doubt we would have heard all those questions of Trump this week in the town hall. I'm pretty sure we would have heard the same questions about unlimited government asked of Biden, which we'll share with you next. Coming up, Biden's town hall questions. Were they any different from Trump's? Uh, just as silly, just as stupid. And we get to mock and make fun of them, too. And what do college students think about Constitution Day? All those clips coming up. Check us out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Links to us. Click on the Lee Brothers. More in about four minutes. Leebrothers.com. Just after 434, outside the Capitol of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the only two-headed talk show in Richmond, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee, my uh, co-host, my friend and my brother. Sitting to his left, his far left. Sometimes my far left is Richard Lee. All right, check us out, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Very simple. There's a link in the middle right to us, the live link at theleebrothers.com. And two great videos there for your watching listening pleasure at your convenience. That's the beautiful thing about going to LeeBrothers.com. Always updated for you. 
All right, so coming up at 5, Trump's amazing executive order, one that no president would ever do. He has the guts to do it. Can't wait to share it with you at 5. I'm telling you, it makes you want to just – Trump, of all the things that I thought of Trump, I was I was right on. He is kind of a weird dude. But he was. I was definitely wrong on the policies he put forward. So we'll talk about that at 5. Patriots at theleebrothers.com is our email address. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. This Constitution – you know, we're talking about this at the break a little bit. I mean, these this, the idea that a document would enshrine liberty, the rule of law, the the three branches of government. It, it it gave us literally the best document on the planet. I believe it was divinely inspired, and I also think that you know Franklin even said that we should pray for it. If a sparrow can hit the ground. Uh, and and God doesn't know uh, or knows about it, then surely He cares about the, uh, the the founding of a country. I think I butchered that quote, but it's essentially essentially that. And uh, and it's given us the most unbelievable country ever. Yet we, when's the last time you heard a politician go, "Look, I can't do that. The Constitution limits me." But we don't. When's the last time you had a kitchen table conversation where you said, "Wait a second, this whole healthcare idea—that's not even." It's not even enumerated. The federal government can't do that. And the reason why is because, quite honestly, when's the last time you even studied the Constitution, heard about it? These college students are evidence of that. Let's go. What do you think about the Constitution? Good document, bad document? Uh, overall, in terms of discussing the Bill of Rights and all that, then yeah, I guess it would be a good document. Yeah. I believe the Constitution isn't very inclusive oh, of um, people. It's so stupid. I don't even know what to say about that. Yeah, it listed people that's not, not fans of. It's only available. This freedom and liberty, this republic, it was only for certain. It's so ridiculous. Well, that's kind of a tricky question because there are Hmm. parts of it that are good and that we need as a society. But it's also like the time it was created. There are a few questionable things about it. Uh, I I wish you would expand on that. I wish you were someone to go like what? And by the way, we did. We have amendments to the Constitution. Founders were brilliant. They allowed for that. Generally, it's positive. Oh, thank Um, you. Obviously, it's just meant to be taken as a guideline, and that's why we a have guideline? a guideline. No, it's much more, sir. It is actually the law of the land. It's a guideline. I mean, you can follow it if you want. Actually, he's right in that regard. That's exactly what we've done. We've turned it into a guideline. If you want to follow it, you can. If not, we'll have judges make the laws. How do you think we got gay marriage? You think the people voted for that? Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Thanks to it. It wasn't meant to be permanent either. And it was time, a time during, like, slavery. And there's just some certain things, like, that's why we need amendments, and there are certain things we need to still go as a country. But there are a lot, there's a lot of progress that we have made, but there's still a lot we still... I don't know enough about it to, like, speak on it, Thank I feel you. like. True. But I think we do need to make more amendments in order to make more progress. Make more do, you have a, do you have an amendment that you would suggest? Um, I'm not really sure exactly. There are still some things with women, like equal pay. Those kind of... What? She wants to enshrine in the Constitution equal pay. <laughs> Could you imagine that debacle? So much for freedom, by the way. You, people think, oh, I think that's fair. You think that would be real freedom? To fi- empower a government to walk into every place of business and go, "Just I'm here to make sure people are being fair, paid fair. That is asinine. That, this is where liberalism has crept into our, public, our, our education system. You enshrine that in the Constitution and you're going to have some horrible employees that you cannot get rid of. That's this is simple. 
I, someone to say something like that, that's just ignorance. I feel bad for it, quite honestly. Um, I'm not really sure exactly. There are still some things with women, like equal things pay. Things with women. Those kind of areas in our, like, overall society. Are- you imagine what that amendment would read. How about equal pay for equal work? There's no such thing as equal work. There's zero such thing as equal work. No one works the same. Nobody. That's the whole problem with this. So you're telling me that people have the same job that you get paid the same? No, absolutely not. And the people who are... I didn't say if they had the same job, if they produced the same amount of work. That would be like a commission job. Not no, a- that wouldn't end up being a, a bunch of clowns coming around saying, well, I think she works just as yeah, hard. Yeah, exactly. So many her problems. over there winking. The point is there's a constitution that should limit this kind of power. She wants more power. Questionable. Do you know who's recognized as kind of the father of the Constitution? Here we go. Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson. Nope. Nope. Oh my God. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. James Madison, I think. That's it. I'm blanking right now. <laughs> You're blanking. He's, yes, he's pretty well known in the history books. <laughs> Isn't it Hamilton? No. no. It's the movie or the play. <laughs> um, Thomas Jefferson. No, but close. Hmm. Mm. Uh, uh, John Adams. just guessed. No. James Madison. Very good. Hey, you know you know your history. Was it James Madison? It was James Madison. Yeah, yeah. You were shaking your head. So, do you know where the Constitution Virginia, was written? What state or city? Is it Virginia? No. 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 Hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> North. So hard, isn't it? Oh no. <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. Let's go. Uh, is it up north? <laughs> it is north. It's up north. This is Georgia, by the way. No. Uh, Philadelphia. That's Bingo. right. Do you know what year it was written? I've... No. Oh, God. I should. My... No, you should ask him something about TikTok. They probably know the answers to that. What's that video on TikTok that everyone's talking about? Oh, I know that one is. When was the Constitution writ- signed? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, What is TikTok, anyway? TikTok's that app you can get on your phone that's all these videos. You, go, you flip through them, and it's like constant videos. You just keep of going what? of of everything. I mean, imagine you know, you and I. I don't, I don't like watching videos on my phone. Well, they're only like thirty second videos. They're not very long at all. Oh, so it's like, it's like a, it's it's ridiculous. By the way, it's a, it's a disaster because all we need is our culture watching more crap, and that's what they do. I need to keep my phone away from Nate. Well, I'll get the phone back and right yeah. on top be TikTok. Yeah, not good. Nate, did you do that? Yeah, Dad. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's what you need to do, Dad. TikTok. Yeah. Anyway, here's the remaining part of the constitutional quiz. This teacher would be so mad at me. You know how many amendments are in the Bill of Rights? Ooh, ten. Ten. Very good. You know how many amendments are in the Bill of Rights? Ten. Ten? Name one. Uh, freedom of speech and religion and those. Which one is that? The first. Right to bear arms, the second one. What do you think about that one? Uh, okay, that one is questionable, too. I feel ah! like you should be able to prove that you deserve to have one. Ooh, like, I know really? it's a right. But yeah, it's some a right, but who right cares? they have some kind of, like... Yeah, you need to have a... If it's a right, you got to prove you you have that right. Really? I wonder why the founders made it number two. I wonder why. Hmm. These ignorant people, they have no idea what, what it took to form a country or what the fear was when we wrote the Constitution of an overreaching, powerful federal government that could take your freedom away. That's why number two is in there. But no, no one fears government. They fear your employer. They're told to. The Democrats go, you need to be afraid of your employer, not, not me. I'm a big government official. Don't be afraid of me. I can tax you and hurt you and take your freedoms, but don't fear me. Fear your employer who doesn't pay you enough. It's insane backwards. Men used to talk 
about freedom and liberty. Now we talk about somehow handcuffing us and having a, 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 a wage policeman come into our businesses. It's, it's unbelievable how, how things have changed. Yeah, Constitution Day was yesterday. It went by pretty quickly. No one really noticed because we don't care what the Constitution says anymore. Crazy. All right, let's take a quick uh, 60 seconds because coming up, we want to go through these Biden town hall questions for you, and that'll take a little bit of time. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. Director Oliver Stone presents The Butler, the star-studded movie of our time, starring Jane Fonda as Nancy Reagan. The Butler. The Butler. From the maker of The Help in conjunction with the Vietnamese Film Institute. Siskel and Ebert call it living history if history were on acid and run through a blender. The Butler. Also starring Rosie O'Donnell as a young Newt Gingrich. Alec Baldwin as Alec Baldwin. Matt Damon as Colonel Oliver North. Ben Affleck as George Bush Sr. Cal Penn as a White House advisor. And Susan Sarandon because she needed a gig. Also starring Barbara Streisand as Jimmy Carter. And Sean Penn as the lovable but misunderstood John Hinckley Jr. The Butler. The Butler. Features an inspirational soundtrack including original songs from Kanye, CeeLo Green, and the Dixie Chicks. See Jane Fonda as Nancy Reagan in The Butler. A no further from the truth production rated bs don't blame you virginia citizens and american patriots and the molded jefferson madison yes madison who wrote the constitution from virginia i'm sorry this microphone is having a fit here my apologies you see that time yeah that's what time both of my boys were born Really? Different days, but 4.44 in the afternoon, both of them. How about that? Isn't that special? It is special. That's my new lucky number. Which one, 4 or 444? 444. 444 is your lucky number? That's a big number. Who has numbers that are lucky? Most people have like like a single digit. Only you You would have. You told me you had a lucky number. Yeah, but it's one number. (laughs) It's not 444, and it's not. <laughs> Who has a this lucky number? number. What's your 444 lucky? is one number. Uh, what no? oh, it's not four. 443 oh, and right. 445. It's you're 444. Right. It is one number, but it's just a large number. Yeah. It's like when someone says, what's your lucky number? It's 1,122. <laughs> Nobody does that. Well, it's usually a single digit is what I meant to say. <laughs> but, Richard, you're a very unique human being, so I, I, I would be disappointed if it was a single digit from you. I expect it to be multiple digits, 444. Richard Lee's lucky number. Mine is seven, but his is 444. And by the way, I don't even believe in lucky numbers. Someone asked me one time a lucky number. I said, I think it might be seven. Seven sounds good. Everybody kind of likes, you know, that's a good number, biblical number. Just you asked about numbers. Nothing. All right, so Joe Biden had his town hall. What, what a treat. What an absolute treat. Um, answers were, were uh convoluted we've got some clips of those but the thing i noticed about biden in this thing every time he he got he asked a question he almost got angry about it and i was beginning to think this was how he overcame some of his unclear answers his passion was to overrule the consistency of his message in other words if you're so passionate people don't really care what you say and joe biden seemed pretty passionate last night he was waving his hands and getting all angry he just didn't say anything that was coherent including he called China some other name. Do you view China as 16. an opponent? 
I viewed China as a competitor, a serious competitor. That's why I think. Sounds like he's saying Aina. I consider Aina a serious competitor. I view China as a competitor. China. I China. view China. I view China as a competitor. China. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's China, but he wants to call it China. I thought that was kind of. I view China as a competitor, a serious competitor. That's why I think. What if what if what if uh, Cooper uh, would have said, um, "What country is China?" That's what he. I, if, I tell you what, if it was some other real reporter, that would have said, "Did you just say China?" And he would have said. Uh, did I? I don't know what I said. That's what he would have said, but it was Austin. I view China as a competitor. We need to save that one. Austin, see if you can grab that one. Save it forever. It's really kind of really good. Um, this is where it got kind of really strange. Biden was asked about voter uh, mail-in voting and how he would fix voting, which, by the way, is uh, federalism doesn't allow the government, federal government to be involved in voting. Don't know if you know this. Maybe Biden doesn't know this either. That's a state-run job. Thank God. Thank God the Electoral College, states run elections, not the federal government. So the question was, how are you going to help voting and mail-in voting? Now listen to Biden's answer and help me understand what he's saying. Make sure that the post office and I would move very quickly to try to get states to agree that they would open ballots before the actual deadline that night so that because people have to mail in uh those are mail in number three what what i'm doing so so far i'm majorly confused i would try to get the post office and then he jumped to the states and then mail in before the deadline what what deadline now and i continue to do is try very hard to get as many poll workers available who are qualified to be able to particularly because we'll still probably have some well we won't hopefully Mm -hmm. In, in two more years, but to make sure that we have. I, that was, I, did anyone think he even answered the question? That was complete. It was, it was incoherent. It was completely incoherent. No one said, can you repeat that? I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. That, that's just one. Here, here's another one that was, that was very frustrating. The, the question is about deregulation. And a lady stood up to ask Biden about the, the regulation cuts that Trump put forward that allows farms to thrive. Now, this is, this is really bad. And if you can follow this, it would be, be a miracle. But here's the question and Biden's answer. Overregulation puts an extreme burden on small and family-owned farms and is a contributing factor to many farms going out of business. Policies during the Obama administration, such as the rules under the Waters of the U.S. Act, threaten to increase that regulation, as does policies proposed through the Green New Deal, which your climate plan in- embraces. No, it doesn't embrace whole new deal. Excuse me, uh, if I could finish. I'm sorry. Thank you. I apologize. Um, how do you plan to decrease the regulatory burden for farmers and businesses as a whole? So it's a great question. This is one of the things I think Trump has done that's amazing is deregulation. Get government out of the way, cut back red tape, let companies and farms thrive. Let them. I mean, get the, get the stuff out of the way. And one of the biggest burdens was these environmental stupidness rules that were proposed by Obama administration, Obama-Biden administration. And what are you going to do 
to keep regulation low? It's a good question. Should we hear Biden's answer? Why don't we hear Biden's answer? I don't want to. Let's, oh, here we go. Okay. Two ways. Number one, we should provide for your ability to make a lot more money as farmers. <laughs> Hang on a second. I love that. We should provide an ability for you to make more money. Um, that's their job. You just get out of the way. It's that simple. All you have to do is get things out of the way. What do you mean provide ways for them to make? That's a little weird, isn't it? Number one, we should provide for your ability to make a lot more money as farmers by dealing with you being able to put land in land banks and you get paid to do that, to provide for more open space and provide for the ability. Hang on a second. I'm already confused. Are you you following that? Well, yes, to a degree. They're they're willing to put the farmer's land in a land bank where the farmer cannot use it and pay to grow crops and they will pay you for it. That's brilliant. They will pay you for it. There's a lot of people out in Hanover County, believe it or not. You see these big, beautiful fields and they're in land banks because the farmers could be farming that land, but they don't get to because the federal government pays them an absorbent sum not to farm on that in those fields. That's just it's cheaper that's for ridiculous. them to not employ anybody. It's ridiculous. Not buy new equipment. So Biden's plan is to continue that mess. Apparently, yeah, and that's a, that's an asinine fix to a problem. Of you to be able to be in a position that we are going to pay you for planting certain crops that, in <laughs> fact, absorb carbon from the air. Oh, here That's we go. part of what the plan relates to in terms of agriculture and, and, and the environment. Yeah, but the as plants, it relates to, if you're talking about... The plants may not be edible, and they may not be smokable even, but they're going to pay you to grow them just the same. Yeah, because it eats carbon, whatever it is. That's insanity. Yeah, that's, that is. He continues this. Regulation that relates to fertilizer and water tables. That's a different thing. In the United States, in my state of Delaware, we have a $4 billion industry. Listen Chickens. Chicken and chicken and poultry. And all what is all the, all the manure, quite frankly, <laughs> that is a consequence is of chickens. And so it's, it's a consequence of chickens. I think it's a consequence of you, <laughs> exactly. Mr. Biden. It's coming out of your mouth, it's just co- manure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a consequence of chickens. The consequence of chickens is what? Manure. It's Joe Biden's mouth. It's That's manure. It's a consequence of chickens. I thought the consequence of chickens were eggs and more eggs and more chickens. And more eggs. Polluting the Chesapeake Bay. What we found out, we've invested a lot of money. We found out you can pelletize this and take out take out the, the methane so you're in a position where Listen you can use that fertilizer without the damage that was being done before. The same way with horse manure and cow manure and pig manure. It's about manure. A, and we can create thousands of jobs in rural America as a consequence of setting up these small industries within communities. He's and so, so it's a he manure has farm. spent a lot of time studying... <laughs> almost slipped yeah no doubt he has spent a lot of time studying manure manure that's why he is so crystal clear when he vocalizes something he did say a couple other crazy things about the COVID 19 this one really took the cake last night and i watched this and i thought you know what the left is so good at this do you see trump killed everyone had done his job 
had done his job from the beginning, all the people would still be alive. All the people, I'm not making this up, just look at the data. Look at the data. You finally admit this one thing that you're not making up. When you don't admit to that, it means you're making it up. We're figuring out how to decode Biden's speech levels. He thinks Trump killed everyone? Yeah. So does uh, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and all of those other idiots. Well, bigger than he thinks Trump killed him, he actually thinks if he was there, none of them would have died? Yeah, you haven't seen uh, his costume. Un- He's got a Superman costume. He would have rounded up all of the COVID-19 and flew it back to China in his Why Superman suit. Why didn't Trump do that? Suit. That's a good idea, actually. It's a Superman suit? All Trump would have had to do is go to the weather machine and point towards China and let the wind well, carry it away. And he didn't do that. That's why people no, are dead. They keep denying he even has one. All right, one more you clip know he does. in 60 seconds on masks. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. On November 13th, Scott Lee was asked to remove himself from the Democratic Party. That request came from Paul Begala. Deep down, he knew he was right, but he also knew that one day he would have his revenge. With nowhere else to go, he appeared at the home of his brother, Richard Lee. Several years earlier, Begala had thrown him out, requesting that he never return. Can two former Democrats share a talk show and drive Paul Begala crazy? Ever heard this sound bite? Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Hi, this is Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers. Why let someone pry your gun from your cold, dead fingers? The Lee Brothers don't want this to happen to you. We want your gun. Help the Lee Brothers get guns off the streets. Introducing our new free gun collection program. Simply send us an email and we will come pick up the guns or the unwanted guns absolutely free. We are making every effort to make our community safer from unwanted weapons. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. Because we care. Email us today. So the town hall last night, Joe Biden said some ridiculous things, one of which Trump killed everybody. All the people that died from COVID were directly related to Trump, which is absurd. It's fear-mongering. At the least, it's fear-mongering. I mean, and it's unbelievable he would even say that. He actually said Trump should step down, he said in the town hall last night. It's ridiculous. Anyway, he went on to say this about masks. I will make it clear what is needed to be done. Mm. I cannot mandate people wearing masks, but we've just been told if we should expect another 215,000 dead by January. Um, that's not true. But if we wore masks, we'd save 100,000 of those lives. We are wearing masks everywhere. Everyone is. I mean, and, what and is how, t- how does he know there's 215 exactly? How does he know it's not going to be 214 right. or 216? And, and what you do not know but now must be told... He has a special suit that blocks everything from his skin, but they will not let him wear it. <laughs> okay. Biden is the super COVID-19. Superhero. He's the superhero, superhero of COVID-19. COVID-19. Yeah. 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 Wish yeah, he yeah definitely was. That's unbelievable. So if masks work Presses. like he's saying, if Biden's right, and we can save 215,000 lives that will be dead by January with everyone wearing a mask, then why isn't everything open? Why aren't we at concerts? Why aren't we 
uh, getting our economy back to, with everyone in a mask. Why? And we'll forget social distancing if the mask works so much. Doing nothing but that. We have to make sure we lay out to the American people the truth. Tell them the truth. And those, and I would make sure that I would call every governor in the country into the White House, say, you should be putting mandates out. If you're, and if so they- a mandate has a fine. If you don't do it, what happens? Oh, rest some good people. All for 99.3% chance that you will survive and do fine. Mask up, people. All right, coming up, the most incredible executive order by Trump. This thing is unbelievable. And I'm a huge, this is why Trump should win. Just on this executive order he signed yesterday, we'll share that with you next. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. The Lee Brothers, fighting for liberalism. Oh, fighting liberalism. Sorry, guys. Simple facts, persuasive arguments, and common sense. Thomas Paine. The Lee Brothers. So uh, Biden uh, trashes charter schools in parent choice. You won't believe this. One NFL player honors a real hero. And this is going to change NFL, I think. And thank God for men like this. And Trump's most amazing executive order, 1776 commission. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this Friday afternoon. Uh, it's, it's really, really nice out there, and it's going to cool down early this evening. So uh, you can enjoy some 60-degree temperatures coming fast at us. But uh, let's have a good time this hour, and I hope you have a great weekend. All right, so we all know. So let's get the party started. Since uh, since COVID hit, we realized that the public education system is really not even necessary. I mean, we have people yeah, we don't who, need it. who is now are now sending their kids to private school. And by the way, before we even get to that, isn't it interesting that private schools are fully open and functioning in class and the public education system that's so precious isn't? Now, well, why, why we, we is that? We need the public education system for our kids, but did, our parent, did the parents miss out on something because... Some of the things you hear about the, this uh, political race, it's going to either keep Trump as our beloved president or put Joe Biden, confuse Joe Biden in the White House. And these people don't have, they don't know their butt from a hole in the ground. Which people? The people that are supporting Joe Biden. I mean, they're looking at Joe Biden Without ever looking at Trump, you've got to look at what Trump accomplished. The Joe Biden fans. But what's that? What do you mean by the schools, though? We're talking about. Well, the Joe Biden fans are old enough to have come through our oh education school system. system. I see. And, and now kind of, we're reaping the benefits of it. They're right. kind of idiots. Yeah, we're <laughs> reaping the benefits because yeah. there's a lot of idiots out there that think Joe Biden's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And if you said that to him, he probably. He be would looking remember. for a bakery somewhere. Well, he would remember when they actually sliced bread. That's, Somebody that's in that bakery wants me to come see him. He says sliced bread. <laughs> All right, so we're seeing a, a real challenge in our education system. But, you know, we were just talking about how the private schools are open and the public schools aren't. It doesn't, you know, why? why? I mean, why is the private school so stupid to put everyone at risk in the public school? Anyway, we'll talk about that more in just a second. But first... Trump's addressing this. I, I absolutely love this because everyone knows, 
And if you don't know, you're 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 ignorant. I don't want to call you stupid or dumb. That would be rude. But you're you're kind of ignorant. The In a public, moronic kind of way. And the the public education system despises our country, teaches garbage and crap, and we know this. And so does Trump. So Trump said this yesterday as he began to sign an executive order called 1776 Commission. Today I'm also pleased to announce that I will soon sign an executive order establishing a national commission to promote patriotic education. It will be called the 1776 Commission. That's just awesome. Now, you can hear the left. Why would the left object to this, by the way? It's like, it's like objecting to make America great again. It's something in their being they can't stand. Why would we teach how great America is? Why would we want people in our country growing up to like the country, Scott and Richard? Well, why don't, you know, if, if nothing else, teach them accurate history and let them decide. But, if but, it's, but if it's taught right, they can see everything that's transpired in this country's past, and they can make their own decision whether or not this is the, the greatest country on earth, but they have to have the data from the other countries too. But there's something more than that. There's more deceptive than that. There's actually a narrative that, that America is, is somehow inherently bad, and it's a Marxist doctrine. It's, it holds America as a wicked, nasty nation, and it's actually teaching that. It's not just teaching a generic history. They're actually telling these kids that we suck. And Trump says, no more. It will encourage our educators to teach our children about the miracle of American history. Right. And make plans to honor the 250th anniversary of our founding. Think of that, 250 years. So Trump is right here. I mean, why? Why is Trump right? Because we're teaching kids... To hate the country. It's not just that we're teaching bad history. It's that we're actually going further than that. There was a pamphlet that was circulated by the National Museum of African American History called Whiteness and White Culture. It alleges that the concepts such as hard work, rational thinking, and the nuclear family and belief in God were not values that unite all Americans. Instead, aspects of whiteness that's being taught in our schools, Trump's had it. And you know what? No president would do this. No president would stand up and go, look, the public education system's indoctrinating our kids, and it's about time we taught them pro-America education. His executive order is doing nothing more than creating a commission to look at this. And they should, and he continues here. By viewing every issue through the lens of race, they want to impose a new segregation, and we must not allow that to happen. He's exactly right with that. Isn't that interesting that those who fought against segregation are now demanding it? UVA has a cultural center that only black people can go to. And if, you, if you're white and you show up there, you get lectured by some student that stands up and said there's too many white people in here. Now, what brings that educational thought process? Who, where does that come from? Those kids grew up in a racist home, and that's why they would stand up and say that. But it's perpetuated. As long as they continue, yeah, as long as they continue to do that crap, there's going to be racist problems coming out of those universities, those colleges. They're going to come out and start working some some nice life, but they're going to have 
racist values ingrained because of that crap. You know, and the problem is, I bet you every other student in the room claps their hands like, yay, glad you do that. I'm impressed. That was funny. And it's not funny. It's pathetic. It's pathetic that the school is allowed to do it. There's something There's something inherently wrong with us continuing to try to segregate people. And Trump calls it out here. Critical race theory, the 1619 Project, Horrible. and the crusade against American history is toxic propaganda. Amen. It is. Amen. Ideological poison that, if not removed, will dissolve. The civic bonds that tie us together. No doubt. Will destroy our country. That there's a reason why we say the Pledge of Allegiance in our schools in the morning. There's something that should unite us. That's something you should start the day out thinking about the fact that you just said the Pledge of Allegiance to that flag in this country. There should be things we unite around as Americans. They're not being taught in our school. They're taught yeah. the opposite. I mean, what would happen if you told kids every single day in the schools you send them to that America sucks, America's racist, that uh, all Republicans are racist, uh, but worse than that, uh, Marxism is the way to go and communism. We're actually teaching. Commun- we're actually endorsing this kind of stuff in our schools, and Trump's, Trump's had it. He's like, this is ridiculous. Hopefully this commission will get to the end of it and we'll find out why we can't be teaching pro-America education and why wouldn't we i mean can someone explain to me why we wouldn't want kids in school learning the greatness of the country they live in what do we want to create little marxists that grow up and and try to burn down our cities because they don't like things or do we want to raise kids up and go you know what this is the greatest country in the world i mean that's what essentially what trump's saying how do you think people would react if uh trump were reelected along about his second year he'd he gave the teachers, you know, full reign to bring prayer back in schools. Now, I guarantee you the majority of parents with kids in that school would be delighted. Yeah, and, I mean, that wouldn't happen, obviously, for a number of no, reasons. No, I'm just but, saying. Yeah, he couldn't do that. But if, what you're saying essentially is it would be a good thing to actually have that in our schools and, and versus it, the rest of it. How it would change these children coming out of these schools, they they pray all the way through twelfth grade. They go to college. There's prayer in the classroom. Unbelievable. If, if they, it would be unbelievable. Instead of they, told there's no God and that you're the churches would explode with. Be good for the country. Here's, followers. Here's Trump's final little comment about it. From Washington to Lincoln, from Jefferson to King, America has been home to some of the most incredible people who have ever lived. With the help of everyone here today, the legacy of 1776 will never be erased. Our heroes will never be forgotten. Our youth will be taught to love America with all of their heart and all of their soul. We will save this cherished inheritance for our children for their children, and for every generation to come. Wow. What president can you think of in your lifetime, maybe other than Reagan, who said things like this? It's unbelievable. I mean, think about what Trump is doing here. He's like, I love this country, and everyone should love this country, and we should teach the kids to love this country. Is that so bad? 
You imagine Obama, who said that Mrs. Obama said the first time she's ever been proud of the country and then they elected her husband. That's disgusting. Thank God Trump's doing this. Thank you, Mr. Trump. By the way, this whole racist overtone conversation is about race and everything. More on that. Princeton's president said it's racist, and, and uh, the Secretary of Education swooped down. It's hilarious. Wait till we tell you more. In 60 seconds, we will. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. We pray for rain. Thank him when it's falling, because it brings a grain and a little bit of money. We put it back in a plate. I guess that's why they call it God's country. I saw the light in a sunrise sitting back in a And the most woke of uh, decisions ever, the Princeton president, university, Princeton University's president. A brilliant man. Christopher Esgruber is his name. He sucks at being an American, but he's a truly great man. He said Princeton is riddled and embedded with racism. I thought you were going to say nine millimeter bullets. What president of any university who runs the university would find the nearest microphone to say that his university that he runs is riddled with racism? So, who would do that? Other than, like, you know, maybe a, maybe Rao would, BCU. I mean, Michael Rao did those kind of things. But I don't know that he would really say that. But the Princeton University Princeton president. guy is the guinea pigs. All of the presidents got together. Decided they needed one to see how everyone would react to it and chose this guy to be the fool. Here's what's interesting about this. Here's why we bring it to your attention because it's actually quite funny. In the letter that he wrote, Princeton admitted to being riddled with white racism and those type of things. So the Secretary of Education was like, wait a minute, Princeton's racist? So wait a second. We need to, we need to look into this. So the Department of Education sends a six-page letter to the university administration and says, hey, um, since you became president in 2013, you've received well over $75 million under federal Title IX taxpayer funds alone. And if you're a racist organization and admitted it, then we need to see what's going on. We're concerned. What's your non-discriminating equal opportunity assurance in its program that you formed in 2013. Is it was a false? Did you lie to us? Thank you for your candor, but you need to write us a big nasty check. Isn't that hilarious? That is funny. I love that they did this. They should put posters around the campus of the lady that wrote the letter holding her hand out saying, get back your money, get back your money. The Department of Education's letter demands that Princeton cough up all manner of requested records Make available the identified Princeton personnel that's the racist. <laughs> so they can get fired. That is fantastic. Sent packing down the road, which no other university will touch them. Isn't that funny? Princeton trying to be all woke, like we're racist, only to find out that the federal government says, wait a minute, if you're a bunch of racists, what have you been doing with this money we've been giving you? you have you been, let me give, the, give this examples of where you've been racist. That's, that's just so perfect. The woke word you used. Woke. That's a new... It's ridiculous. That's a new word. The first time I heard it, I thought, this is going to irritate me. But here you use it. 
just pissed me off. <laughs> I mean, they're woke. Yes, it they're just woke. pisses you off. Well, I guess I'm woke. I'm woke to that word. And it's, and it's foolish. What did you say a minute ago? It's, it's a foolish word. I don't did I say call foolish? It, I don't uh, remember. I said foolish. Yeah. Before. You say it's just stupid. I don't want to say it's just stupid. But it's just stupid. It, it is just stupid. That's fine to say, actually. I um, completely It is? Agree. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Woke. It's ridiculous. My soft drink here is woke. Speaking of woke. That works right. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know that that contextually works. I mean, Let's I use know. it in a sentence. It's not a live bean. It really can't be woke. I think it worked better, like, if you used it in, like, when you're talking about someone. <clears throat> they're woke. I think it works better that they're way. They're woke. Yeah, you're just not up on the ways don't of woke. Don't you have to put what they're woke to? No. Yeah, they could, yeah, but they the, you said your drink was woke. Lawnmower engines. No, like no, no other man, no. but can't hit a lick on a car. And you say he's woke to those small engines, but he's dead ass asleep on the car motor. I mean, is that you, how you, that's fair? I think you'd still miss the point of it though. The left has a specific love for this word. Although I like the yeah, way you I knew it. I, I knew like the way you use it. There, I like, like, the way you like new Americans. Yeah, that well, that's Tim Kaine's word for illegal aliens. Damn it! Damn it! Illegal aliens. By the way, speaking of woke, Pittsburgh Steelers are woke. Oh my they gosh. open up the season by putting uh, the name of um, Antoine Rose Jr. on the back of helmets of all the players. They all decided to do that. Rose has an attempted murderer, by the way. He attempted to murder a man using a stolen weapon. He was legally stopped. He fled the police. The police arrested him. He was shot. So he's a criminal. He's the one that came at the police with the knife. No. No, this is a different person entirely. How do you know he didn't have a knife in his I don't pocket? know if it was a knife. This is a different Could guy. This is a, a Pittsburgh pocket. This is a Pittsburgh guy. Could be a hammer. But the point is, the Pittsburgh Steelers are so woke that they put the criminal on the back of their helmet. So there's no systematic oh racism, gosh. none of that kind of stuff. But I can't wait to tell Rick. Because he a Pittsburgh Steelers fan? Uh, yes. Well, not everybody. As, if they're not winning later in the season... You might have two teams. So not every, I often do. Not everyone decided to do this, which is interesting. Alejandro Villanova, Villa, Villanueva, I think is his name. I think a, it's Villa Criminal. And no, this is the player. He's an offensive lineman for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he, he sounds said, like a criminal. And he said he's not going to put Rose's name on his helmet. He's going to put a decorated U.S. Army veteran killed in Iraq on his helmet. That's awesome. I take back being Villa Criminal. Yeah, right. I hope that you would. Alejandro, Alejandro is his name. Alejandro. Said, you know what? Why would I put that guy's name on the back of my helmet? Why don't I put a legitimate hero, not a dirtbag criminal, on my helmet? And someone else actually realized after putting his name, Pouncey is another player who plays for Pittsburgh, had Antoine Rose's name on his helmet, later learned that that's not a good guy, and he sent a letter saying, going forward, I'll make decisions about who I will put on my helmet. Make no mistake, I'm not against racism. Or I am against racism. I believe the best thing I can do is to continue to repair relations. But I'll be focused going further on the names I put on my helmet. Thank God there were some players pushing back against this. Maybe there'll be other names on helmets. What if someone puts Trump on the back of his helmet? He's going to have a problem then maybe the NFL will stop this entire mess and say, wear the uniform, don't make a statement. If it's good enough to put Black Lives Matter crap on the back of helmets and uniforms, then
then it's good enough for someone to have their own mission statement that they want to make on the field. Right. And why can't they put who they want? It's wide open, isn't it? Should be. Apparently it is because so many people are putting so many things on their helmets. It's so weird to watch a football game. You know, they were, they were using sound effects. They had people clapping, people booing. Oh, no. I, was, I was sitting there going, how do the two teams make that much noise? They don't. They don't. There's nobody there, and they've got a sound effect machine, and the announcers said so. All right, Albemarle County Public Schools wants to grade with an eye on equity. Grading on equity? What does that look like? In 60 seconds. An eye on equity? We'll tell you in 60 seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Think you know China? Now you can learn the real truth with the China Channel, a subsidiary of the PLA. It's the best of Chinese TV on one network. Ask your cable provider for the latest real Chinese news from the real Chinese media. After the real Chinese censors tell them what to say. See Chinese television classics like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Cougar Town with some young guy. Your child will love Sesame Street, Beijing. Featuring the Egg Roll Monster, Oscar the Capitalist, and Big Bird, served with dumpling. And on the Chi-Fi Channel, see the new Chinese Space Command battle giant space aliens. Until the satellite feed is cut for a Tiananmen Square job. Hey, six billion Chinese can't be wrong. Ask your cable provider for the Chinese News Network. Not affiliated with CNN. Yeah, kind of. A George Soros Chairman Mao production. So we need to rethink our grading practices, how we send, how we grade tests and students in Albemarle County's public schools need to be rethunk. No, this is, this is actually really what happened in Albemarle County public schools are looking how to rethink grading practices. Now, I don't even know what that means, but they say they have to have an eye on equity when they make grade policy changes. That's ridiculous. The key changes would include separating student achievement from behavior, such as late work or tardiness. Oh, oh, I see. So if it's late, you can't charge them less, or if they're tardy, they can't. I see where this is going. Behavior has no impact on grades, apparently. So if you're late to class or your work's turned in late, you can't use that on student achievement. And they want to place greater emphasis on recent student work so students are penalized for what they didn't know at the beginning of the school year. Wait a minute. Isn't that called education? See, what you do is you walk in as a student with a beautiful red apple with a little white mask on it so she'll get a kick out of it and hand her two tickets to an upcoming movie that you're sure she'd like. Set them on her desk. This is for your weekend, so you have a nice weekend. Oh, thank you, Todd. You're so Because special. grading has to change, Richard. It's, we yeah, have to that's rethink how, that's how, how we it grade. changes. She's got crap piled all over her desk from students that got there before you. 
Albemarle County's public schools is excited about it. One of the members said, we're changing grades, ties in the division, anti-racist policy. Oh, there's more to this. This is one of those income equality grading that we know happens systematically nationwide, and we're going to tackle it here. As part of the policy, the division outlines guiding practices, including how grades should be accurate and support student learning. So they're going to split the people up and put the whitish over here and the blackish over here. They don't call them blackish. That's an assault, right? I don't know I how they're going to do it. insult them by calling them blackish, but I can insult myself by saying I'm a whitish guy. So and, grading has now changed in Albemarle County. And, and, and then they see how many of them are, are happy about that. All right, That's coming what up, it's all about. Joe Biden trashes charter schools. We'll share that with you. LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. Five thirty-four outside the capital, the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother dancing on my left. Sometimes my far left is Richard Lee. Oh, that's I try perfect. to stay as far away as I can. Okay. There is a, uh, check us out, by the way, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. There's a couple of great videos there for your, uh, for your pleasure at your time and your convenience, theleebrothers.com. Dot com. Also, you can comment there. There's places, plenty of places where you can leave us comments. Send us an email at patriots at theleebrothers.com. Very simple, patriots at theleebrothers.com. The uh, public education system has proved itself to be a, a, just a disaster. And, and the, the greatest example is right in the middle of this COVID-19 things. For some reason, the teachers in the public school can't go to work because they're scared. But somehow the private schools, the teachers are there. All the kids are in person. Everything seems to be working. Kids aren't dying. Teachers aren't dying. But the public education has shown itself to be a bunch of wimps uh, run by unions. Not interested in your kid's education. Interested in destroying the school system for their sake, not for the kids. The, uh, The answer has been charter schools, has been some school choice. We've seen it work all over the country because parents know better than bureaucrats. Parents know how their kids should be educated, and they know where they should be educated. It's outdated to think that you can only go to a school that's in your district. That is so outdated. It's like saying you can only go to the grocery store that's in your district. You would never put up with that. Or you can only go to the doctor that's in your district. You would never put up with that. But somehow, we've accepted this idea that the best schools are in the elite neighborhoods and you can only go to that school. That's just, that's so silly. It's outdated and it's wrong. Public schools should be competing amongst themselves for your kids. Right. And if they've got teachers there that are deemed that they're failing, they should be let go to go do something else in life. I'm sure there's other things they would excel at, but if you've got teachers that are failing the children, they're there for the children. They need to be taken care of, terminated. But they can't be. 
And they're in unions. Exactly. One of, one of the unions, the National Education Association, which has highly endorsed Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden, they interviewed this week, and they asked Biden about charter schools. Now, before we play this, charter schools are one of the best answers for teacher, for parents. Yeah, and you've got to give Joe Biden credit for knowing how to respond to this particular group of people. <laughs> he wants their votes. He does. Charter schools have been really a blessing for so many parents whose kid is stuck in the public school there, has no choices, so charter schools pop up. They're run differently. They're, they're not controlled by the school boards, usually, and their kids are happy there. Why? Because the parents choose that charter school. Now, listen to the National Education Association and Joe Biden. You know how we feel about charter schools. We'd like to know how you feel about charter schools. I will not, there will not be no federal dollars. I'm not Betsy DeVos, nor will my, uh, my Secretary of Education be anything like her in terms of her attitudes about public schools. And it's a real shame. No privately funded charter school would receive, or private charter school would receive a penny of federal money. None. And any charter school that, in fact, is worthy of being able to be in education worthy. would have to be accountable to the same exact school boards, the same exact mechanisms that the public school is accountable to. Which would make it just like the public school, which would eliminate the entire purpose behind a charter school. Yeah, it would, Why that even have would, it? That would eliminate a charter school's program because most families can't afford to pay the tuition to a private school, charter school, and still pay the tuition to a public school because it's taken out of their checks automatically. You know, I I would I would give all of the money they're paying for taxes for the public schools back to them, so they can afford well, well, that to get their choice. child educated properly. Biden continues with this across the board. There has to be transparency. And a lot of these charter schools are significantly underperforming. What significantly? Okay, so oh, if they- Joe. How did you find that out? Could it be you're full of crap? If I think you're full of If they're significantly down. underperforming, then why would a parent take the opportunity to choose to send their kid to a charter school? Because that's what they're doing. These people, are parents are lining up to get in these charter schools. The ones you say, Joe, are underperforming? You mean to tell me parents are that dumb with their kids? I think Joe that's put weird. on his mask and slipped into a few and stole some papers. That's the only way he would be able to grade a charter school. It's the only way he'd be able to do it. There's an overall arching premise, isn't there, behind Joe Biden's comments? Parents don't know better. We do. Parents send their kids to underperforming charter schools, and we can't let that happen. Joe, Joe, here's the deal. The parents who send their kid to charter schools know more than you. I know, I know you think you're the all-knowing dictator from a far-off land surrounded by a beltway we call Washington, D.C., but parents locally and their communities are choosing to send their kids to charter school. And you, as I'm hearing here, want to remove that choice. You want to destroy that choice. You want to take that choice away from parents. And somehow we're supposed to applaud you and the National Education Association for taking care of kids? 
Why would a parent want to remove their kid from the public school and send to a charter school only to have you return to say, no, we're forcing that child back in that public school? Why is that good, Joe? Why should we applaud you? Why should we want you to run for president? Why should we want you in charge if you're willing to destroy choice of parents? And by the way, I thought you were pro-choice. Aren't you pro-choice, Joe Biden? You were once. Mm-hmm. Joey? He continues. But if you're going to have a charter school, you cannot come at the expense of the public school. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, that is so unbelievable. The public school is the expense, expense of these people's, these kids' parents. It's their tax dollars that they're taking out of their money already. They're paying the tax dollars for the schools already. They're taking it yeah, away. It's not coming at the school's expense. You know, if they put in a program and took the money back and gave it back to the parents of a child in a charter school... That would be the the right thing to do. That would be the truthful thing to do and the, and the right thing to do so they can pay for their child's education. They shouldn't have to pay for their child's education if the kid's not there. It's so funny that Joe Biden, you see where Biden's heart is. The public school can't do with less. The pu- Why not the student, Joe? Talk about the kid. Why is it so critical that the school is your focus? Why wouldn't you talk about parents and kids? That's a libtard response. Most you people in the room are probably going, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. go Joe, go Joe, say something else. You cannot come at the expense of the public school. Oh. We have to fully fund them. And any charter school that, that qualifies. You know, listen to that comment. We have yep. to fully fund Regardless, Joe, what if they suck? What if they're pathetic and bad? We still have to fully fund them? What? Where's that? How do you think? That rationale is ridiculous. In the free market, you know what they would do with a school that sucks? They wouldn't fully fund it. They would leave it. They don't fully fund the public schools now. The federal well, government doesn't fully fund them. And, and they should, In fact, by the, way. the parents of the kids going there are funding them. And it costs twelve to $14,000 a child in the city of Richmond. And, they're, and they for, suck. For an education, and they suck. Think of what the parents could, could do right. with twelve or $14,000 to help their kids. Right, exactly. Hell, homeschool them and get everything you can get in that program. That's Isn't this a, unbelievable? Asinine. This is how the left thinks. They completely think this way. And it continues. As a, essentially a chartered public school has to be accountable to the same standards the same requirements, the same transparency as the public schools in that district are accountable to. You know, you know who the charter schools are accountable to? This is like this is really a surprise to a lot in the left. It's accountable to the parents. It's not accountable to bureaucrats. It's not accountable to government. It's accountable to the parents. He says accountable uh, in full transparency. The public schools are full transparency. That's a no, load of dung right there. There's, they're not full transparency. Go up there and try to get full transparency exactly. and look through their file cabinet. Right. <laughs> no I want to see what's in that closet. Well, I we, have full transparency, right? And the teachers already complain about this video that parents could see what they're teaching. We don't want that. Ooh, no transparency. Joe, way to hurt kids. Way to hurt parents and families who make decisions for their kids. But that's just Joe Biden. It's the American left. 
It's the pro-union schools. It's not for you. You don't deserve choice. Trust them. Trust them. Trust bureaucrats for your kids. It's a better way to do it. All right, coming up, this COVID thing is out of control. We have 30 Richmond area restaurants who are closed, done, forever gone because of COVID. And Trump says the most amazing thing about global warming, a great clip we can't wait to share with you in 60 seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. Ever heard this sound bite? Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Hi, this is Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers. Why let someone pry your gun from your cold, dead fingers? The Lee Brothers don't want this to happen to you. We want your gun. Help the Lee Brothers get guns off the streets. Introducing our new free gun collection program. Simply send us an email and we will come pick up the guns or the unwanted guns absolutely free. We are making every effort to make our community safer from unwanted weapons. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. Because we care. Email us today. On November 13th, Scott Lee was asked to remove himself from the Democratic Party. That request came from Paul Begala. Deep down, he knew he was right, but he also knew that one day he would have his revenge. With nowhere else to go, he appeared at the home of his brother, Richard Lee. Several years earlier, Begala had thrown him out, requesting that he never return. Can two former Democrats share a talk show and drive Paul Begala crazy? We're going to fix this COVID thing. Forget that nowhere in history ever have we quarantined healthy people. Somehow we've been suckered, hoodwinked, conned into saying, oh, you're healthy? You need to stay home. Ex- ex- excuse me? We've never done that. Biden comes out and says we should have been wearing masks day one. When have we ever had anything in this country happen where every single human being here has to wear a mask? Well, now we're wearing masks for a virus that no one knows they have. It seems so dangerous that you could actually have this and be killing people and not even know it, which seems like a weird statement. But the virus currently kills less than 1%. Now, it's a lot less, by the way. I don't even want to give you the exact numbers, but let's just go with 99%. There's a 99% chance that if you get this, you survive. It's, it's like a flu symptom or a cold. That's 99% of you. The worst stat is the 1%, which isn't even that bad. I'm expanding that. But there's not a single risk you wouldn't accept and do at 99%. Not a single one. If I told you driving from here to California, you got a 99% chance of getting there, you'd do it. You, in fact, if I told you you could go anywhere to any concert, any school building, any packed gymnasium, anywhere, and you have a 99% chance of being fine, you would take that risk. But we're told that we can't take that risk. It is better to shut down businesses, destroy lives and livelihoods that have been forever tried for because of less than 1%. We've lost 30 restaurants 
during this pandemic. In that's Richmond. in Virginia, in Richmond. That's just Richmond. You know, there are restaurants that were burnt to the ground by the peaceful protesters <laughs> well, that right. happen to have that's a another book of matches or a lighter. They burn them to the ground, and the owners of these restaurants, you know, at night, these dirt bags, scumbags, are out there roaming the city for something else to tear up and burn. So these people are not going to rebuild until they know they're protected by law enforcement and, you know, federal law enforcement, whatever it takes, National Guard, but a lot of them, you know, they're, they're still accruing debt with the res, with their restaurants, whatever kind of business yeah, right. they, I mean, they have closed, sure. and it's building up, and they can't rebuild it because it'll just get burned down again. So COVID-19 and the riots are destroying lives. Absolutely. And the politicians are behind it on both ends. The politicians say, you have to have a mask. we got to quarantine the healthy, not the sick. Quarantine the healthy. Quarantine yourself. Destroy, shut down restaurants. In Nashville, the mayor of Nashville, who's a Democrat, fabricated coronavirus numbers to hide the low numbers tied to bars and restaurants so he could keep them closed. Why would he do that? Because he's a criminal and he sucks. What is up with this whole thing? We are quarantining the sick. We're destroying lives and livelihoods. No one seems to care about that. For a virus that is relatively un, not as dangerous as some had thought. Is it dangerous? Yes, it, it is. It's worse than the flu? Yes, it is. But we don't quarantine the sick. We don't shut down our country. And we're not forcing people to wear masks. But Alexandria is. Starting October 1st, the legislation goes into effect. Coverings are mandated. What does mandate mean? It means you can be fined and punished if you don't have one. The ordinance is authorized by Charter Section 2.04 to make and enforce all regulations necessary to preserve and promote public health. Isn't it funny how everything fits into public health and sanitation and protect? Boy, you can make anything happen with government if it's designed for the public health, Scott and Richard. And more and more things like this are going to start piling up as we get closer to the election. It's amazing how political this is, and thank God for the Democrats who got COVID-19. I mean, they're excited. That's what they ran on. The first half of Biden's town hall was about how Trump's killed everybody for COVID. We can't have a president that wants people dead. <laughs> That's essentially the conversation. And anybody who really thinks that Trump's going around going, I don't care. Let it kill people. What is Biden going to do? Come around and take deep breaths in front of the COVID patients? I have taken your virus away. Who's next? Look, they hate Trump. Let's just admit it. They hate him for they many reasons. They hated him since he announced he was running. And, they, know, and they're, they're going to continue to hate him. They can't accept that they're fools and move on. They can't do it. They also hate how he deals with climate change. The Secretary of uh, the Interior, Secretary of the Environment in California, met with Trump about the fires. He flew out there, met with them, and he was being lectured about global warming and how bad this is. Here's how that exchange went. The governor's had temperatures explode this summer. Uh, you may have learned that we broke a world record in the Death Valley, 130 degrees. But even in greater L.A., 120-plus degrees. 
but I think we want to work with you to really recognize the changing climate and what it means to our forests and actually work together with that science. That science is going to be key because if we, if we ignore that science and sort of put our head in the sand and think it's all about vegetation management, we're not going to succeed together protecting Californians. Okay. It'll start getting cooler. <laughs> I you wish... Just, you just watch. I... <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention to the wizard behind the microphone. Now, how ticked off would a nature Nazi environmentalist crazed person who thinks that we can control the temperature of the planet from America, which, by the way, only represents 1% of any pollution on the planet is us. You would but, think if Trump had a weather machine, he'd be able to control the temperature. But how, how ticked off would environmentalists be when Trump just says it'd get cooler? Just watch. That is the greatest answer. And by the way, it will. It will get cooler because there's this thing called seasons. And they happen, and sometimes it gets hot, and sometimes it doesn't, and it will cool off. But Trump's answer is that it get cool. You know, you expect any other president to capitulate, to cry, to moan, and go, oh, yeah, you need federal dollars to fight what? The temperature? And they're going to spend most of those federal dollars paying the people who are supposedly fighting the temperatures. And, and, how, and what are they going to do to fight that's them? That's what I'm saying. What are they're they going to do? Squirt cars with fire hoses they go by. What are they going to do? There is not a single thing Trump can do. Now, this is absolutely factual. What could Trump do to change the temperature in Los Angeles? What policy would Trump enact to change the t- Nothing. You know why? Because America is not a, a planet. It's a simple country. We're already the cleanest. So what do you want us to do? Destroy our cars? Get rid of cars? Call him Mr. Winner. And by the way, the, even the wildest expectations of the radical left environmentalists have a 1% increase in temperatures. One. So it's going to be 119 instead of 120 in L.A.? You think that matters? Not hardly. Trump can't change the temperature of the planet or Los Angeles. All he's going to simply tell you is what, again? It'll start getting cooler. <laughs> I you wish just, You just watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wrapping it up. What did you learn today in 60 seconds? The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. Director Oliver Stone presents. The Butler, the star-studded movie of our time, starring Jane Fonda as Nancy Reagan. The Butler. The Butler. From the maker of The Help, in conjunction with the Vietnamese Film Institute. Siskel and Ebert call it living history, if history were an acid and run through a blender. The Butler. Also starring Rosie O'Donnell as a young Newt Gingrich. Alec Baldwin as Alec Baldwin. Matt Damon as Colonel Oliver North. Ben Affleck as George Bush Sr. Cal Penn as a White House advisor. And Susan Sarandon because she needed a gig. Also starring Barbara Streisand as Jimmy Carter. And Sean Penn as the lovable but misunderstood John Hinckley Jr. The Butler. The Butler. Features an inspirational soundtrack including original songs from Kanye, CeeLo Green, and the Dixie Chicks. See Jane Fonda as Nancy Reagan in The Butler. A no further from the truth production rated bs what a phenomenal bumper rotation this show austin great job super job in fact here's what we learned today in the honor of doc thompson a friend of ours who passed a year and a half ago he ended the show with what did we learn today richard lee what did we learn today we learned that pita 
is after UVA and uh, we did. We didn't even talk about that. We must have. You must have learned that today. I missed that Virginia today. Virginia Tech for misused funds on experiments because of COVID. They couldn't do them, so they took the millions and millions of dollars and. I guess they did something else, and Peter wants to know about it. We did just learn that today. How about that? We learned that Austin has been phenomenal friend of the Lee brothers and a great job behind the, the glass, Absolutely. as Doc Thompson said, spinning the dials radio style. So thank you, Austin. What else did we learned today, Richard Lee? We learned that uh, Joe Biden is still, like, out there, and his, <laughs> his followers must be, too, because he makes no sense at all. We learned that uh, today that the Constitution is really, who cares about Constitution Day? It's really irrelevant, quite honestly. We learned that the Constitution is irrelevant, as we always did. Richard Lee, what else we learned today? (laughs) We learned that 499 years ago, we uh, signed the Constitution, actually it was yesterday, Today is the anniversary of the signing of the Constitution. Yesterday was. Thank you very much. That's what I said. We also learned that Richard's favorite number is? 444. And Scott Lee's favorite number is? I didn't hear you say it. <laughs> Everybody heard me say it. I didn't hear it. Well, I'm not going to repeat it. Did you I don't hear want it? anyone to know. What is it? Seven. Seven. That was my favorite Seven. number. Sure it is. That was my favorite number. We also too. learned that Trump had a great way to answer the heat wave scenario. Just wait a few days. It'll yeah. cool off. That's outstandingly spectacular. We learned that town halls are really just an attempt to trash Trump and make Biden look good. But we also learned that if you're running for office and people want to hold you accountable for something horrific going on in the country, you tell them simply, just wait a few days. <laughs> That's right. All right, check us out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Archive our shows. Hope to see you there and again here next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe. Have a good time. Hang with your family. And we'll see you right here on Facebook Live next week. Bye-bye. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.